Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. So this morning, what I would like to invite us to do is to strip back all of the layers of Christmas that we know and love, okay? The dinners, the good ones and the bad ones, the presents, the good ones and the bad ones, the relatives, the good ones, oh no, and the even better ones. Strip away the mince pies, the port and the Netflix fireplaces. Strip away the, whatever your go-to Christmas movie is, the awkward secret Santa presents, and the post-Christmas party gossip. Strip all of that away and ask ourselves today, what does the story of Christmas, that God became a man and was born in a manger to a Virgin Mary, his name Jesus Christ, what does that have to do with me? What does this... Oh, what does this, kids, have to do with us? Now, I don't know where you are up to in your relationship with God. Maybe you're here for the first time this Christmas day. And if you are, I want to say a huge welcome to you. Maybe you come every Christmas because you like the traditional vibe. But maybe you come every single week. But wherever you're up to, I think it's really easy to let the story of Christmas wash over us in a kind of sweet, sentimental haze. But what I want us to do today is to connect with the life-changing story, the world-changing story, that the infinite God became an infant child that turns everything on its head for you, for me, for every people at all time. To connect with the story that is good news that the angels proclaimed on that night to the shepherds that will cause great joy for all people, the good news that God loves us, that he is with us, and that he is for us. Now, to find out what the story of Christmas is all about, what I want to do today is to fast forward beyond the shepherds, beyond the, beyond the manger, beyond uh, the wise men and all of those things, and to fast forward to a, t- a thing that Jesus said about himself, about why he came. Now, adults, you're very lucky today because we're going to do a throwback to Sunday school. We're going to have a memory verse. Hooray! Okay, and and kids, I want you to remember this too, because in a couple of days' time, what I want you to do is to test your parents and ask them, can they still remember it? And if they can, you can give them an extra hour on their iPad. Okay? Okay, so it's going to come up on the screen. And it's this. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Let's say it together one more time. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Okay, so the Son of Man, it may sound like a strange title, and it actually comes from the Old Testament, from a book called Daniel, and it's about a man who has a vision, and in this vision, he sees a man who is given all authority and all power by God, and is given the rule over a kingdom that will never pass away, and Jesus is saying, that's me. I am the sovereign Lord of the whole universe, and I am now here. And this is the good news of Christmas, that the God of the whole universe, who holds all things in his hands, whose kingdom will never pass away, has come to become one of us. Okay, so one more time with this verse. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. 
Brilliant. So over the last few weeks in our Advent series, we've been following the story uh, of the Christmas Carol, the story of this bitter, cold-hearted man who is suddenly confronted with the reality of the selfish decisions that he's been making his whole life. And he wakes up on Christmas morning, a totally changed man. And he starts talking to people with love, and he is generous, and he's filled with kindness and compassion. And we've had a lot of fun with this series, particularly uh, in the staff pantomime last week, if you were able to see that. If you, ha- if you missed it last week, don't worry. It's going to be coming to a Facebook page near you soon. <laughs> Someone just said, shut up. No, it's true. But the reason that we love the story about A Christmas Carol is because it's about a man who is lost who gets found. And the reason that we love Christmas is because it's about the God who came after the lost so that we could be found. Now, over the uh, last few weeks, we've been looking at different parables that Jesus told in Luke's gospel. And in chapter 15, Luke writes about three stories about what happens when things are lost and when they get found. He talks about a sheep, a coin, and a son. Okay, so let's take a look. Kids, the first story is about a sheep and a shepherd. And there is a shepherd, and he has a whole flock of sheep. Aren't they cute? They are cute. But one day he realizes that one of his sheep has got lost. Oh no. And he's worried about his sheep. Now, it doesn't work in, the, in England now. We don't, they do farming differently. But in the. <laughs> to this, a man holding two fake sheep. But. In Israel, when Jesus was around, the shepherds would live with their sheep all the time and they would take them to where there was food and water and they would care for them and they would never leave them because they looked after the sheep because they belonged to him. But this one sheep, he gets separated. And so the the shepherd is worried about the sheep. And so what does he do? He leaves the ones where they're safe and he goes looking for the sheep. Now, kids, can you see? Where's the sheep? Can you see? Where is it? Where is it? He's looking and he's searching. Where? Over there? That, where? 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 Oh! Oh! Oh, more careful. Yeah. And when he finds the sheep, he's thrilled to bits and he's so excited and so happy because he loves the sheep and the sheep's important to him. And he throws a massive party and he gets all of his friends together and he celebrates and he searches for it. And see, the sheep belongs with the other sheep because it's a sheep. But it also belongs with the shepherd, because it belongs to the shepherd. And so Jesus tells us, in the, just in the same way, that just as when the, she, the shepherd rejoices when he finds the sheep, so our Father in heaven rejoices when one person, when one sinner, when one person who's got lost and gone their own way, comes back to their Father in heaven. There's rejoicing in heaven, in the presence of the angels. Because like the sheep, we are loved by God, and he cares for us. But when we wander away from God, we can get into danger. And what Jesus is saying is, like the sheep, every single one of us has wandered away from God. And it says this in the Bible, in Isaiah 53. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And that's what it means to be lost, very simply, that we've gone our own way. And it happens for so many different reasons. But one of the reasons is there's so many bad shepherds out there. Voices that tell us that our security or our significance is found elsewhere other than God, other than in his will and his plan, with his protection and with his love. And they lead us away from him and they put us in danger. 
Now, a few months after I became a Christian, I was talking to one of my bosses in London who was a sales director for the UK division of a global company. And I asked him what he thought about Jesus. And he said, he was really honest, and he said that um, he was earning a lot of money and he was doing very well and he was very successful. But actually, he'd become, he felt trapped because he'd become a slave to the lifestyle that he and his wife had always wanted. And you see that those shepherds promise things. They promise to give us life and protection, and they never do. They never satisfy. And in a whole bunch of different ways in my life, I too can say that I've seen where I've put my hope and my significance and my security in things like the next job or a better relationship or a bigger commission check or a perfect family, that those things have always only let me down. And it's a life chasing shadows, and it's no life at all. Maybe you can relate to that. But the good news today is that this story tells us about what God is like, that he is the good shepherd. He is the one who has come to give us life and life in all of its fullness. He is the one who comes after us, and he never gives up. Now, maybe you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ in your life, but I'm here today to tell you that God is after you. He's on your case, and he wants to bring you home today. And the truth is that actually he's been after you your whole life. And maybe you're feeling lost right now and God is saying, come home. It's no coincidence at all that you're here this morning. God knew before the earth was founded that you'd be sitting here on Christmas morning on the 25th of December, 2017. And so the question really simply is this, do you want to be found this morning? Because God has already done everything to come and to find us. The journey that started in the manger took him to the cross, where the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, laid down his life for the sheep, for you and for me, for every single person. And it's down to us to make a decision, to make a conscious decision to say, yes, I want to receive Jesus. I want him to find me. And at the end of the talk, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say yes and to put a hand up and say, I want to be found this morning by the good shepherd. And just put your life in the hands of the God of all creation who has come to save us and to find us. Now, maybe you're not ready to make that decision. Well, on your seats, you'll find a card that says, Yes, No, Alpha. And you could sign up and do the Alpha course and find out who Jesus is and what he's all about and the difference that he can make in your life. So that's the first story. Okay, the second story is a story of a coin. Now, there is a woman, and Jesus says she has 10 coins. So let's count them. How many? Count with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That means she's lost one. Oh no, so what does she do? Well, Jesus says that she lights a lamp. And she gets a broom, and she searches for it. She's finding it. Where is it? Because the coin is valuable to her. And even more so, because it's made of chocolate. <laughs> and she searches, and she searches, and she searches. She can't find it. It's not under there. Where is it? Where do we think it might be? Oh, it's there! Amazing. And she, gets, she celebrates, and she brings it back. And she searches until she finds it. And Jesus says, of course the woman searches for it. Because it's valuable to her and it's precious to her. Now the value that something has is the price that someone is willing to pay for it. Now I've been doing some eBaying recently and I found this out 
to sometimes a very good effect and sometimes a rather sad effect. <laughs> but what Jesus is saying is this morning, do you know how valuable you are to God today? That Jesus was willing to pay the ultimate price so that he could have you. So that you could have a relationship with him, have the life that he planned for you, and the hope of an eternity with him in heaven. Now, like I said, these coins are not real coins, they're chocolate coins, which actually, for some of us down here, might be better than a real coin. But if you're very good, and you remember the memory verse, you'll get a chocolate coin at the end of this talk. Okay, so I will give you, because I'm nice and it's Christmas, I'll give you one, I'm gonna put it up on the screen again, and we're gonna say it together one more time, okay? Okay, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Okay. At the end, what the last story is about a man who had two sons. And one of the sons turns to him one day and he says, I would like my portion of the inheritance. I would like to have from you what I would get from you when, I die, when you die. And incredibly, the father says, okay. And he gives him his inheritance. And he goes away, far away, to a city and he spends all of his money. Now, when you grow up, you'll realize that that nowadays is called going to university. <laughs> now, which the more I think about university, the more bizarre it seems to me. But anyway, it doesn't take very long for the money to run out. It doesn't last. It never lasts. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it doesn't take long for him to become miserable and alone and hungry. And while he's sitting there in that place and he's despairing, he has a moment where he realizes, if I go back home, even my father's servants have a better life than I'm having right now. This is becoming quite reflective. <laughs> and so he says, he prepares a little speech and he goes back home and he says, I'm going to go home. And he prepares a little speech to say sorry to his father and to ask for forgiveness. But he doesn't want to come back as a son. He wants to go back as a servant because he's going to work it back. And so he starts his journey home, and then it says this. He gets way more than he bargained for. And he says, in Luke 15, verse 20, and I think this is one of the most beautiful passages in the Bible, it says this. But while he, the son, was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him, and he ran to his son, and he threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the father then tells his servants to throw a huge party, and to celebrate, and he says, let's have a feast and celebrate, because this son of mine was dead, and now he's alive. He was lost, and now he is found. You see, the hard bit for us is not that God loves us, or that he is for us, or that he is with us. He's already shown that to us. When he became the son, who became dead so that we become alive again, who died so that we could have life, and he was raised again to the glory of the Father, praise God, but he was the one who was lost so that we could be found. He's the one who's brought us back into, so that he can, we can have a relationship with God. God has already done that. What was totally impossible for us to do, God has done it. But now the Father is waiting for us with open arms to come back to him. The hard bit is not that. The hard bit is simply admitting that we're lost and we need to be found. Now, I kept God at arm's length for years in my life. And despite having a great job in London and thinking I had it all worked out, there was always something missing. And it didn't matter what I ran after or what I thought was going to make me happy, none of it ever worked. And then one morning, after being dragged along to an Ivy service, maybe some of you can relate to that, I prayed finally and I said, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. Because I don't know how to find you, even if I wanted to. 
And that day, I found out that God had been waiting for me to come back to him my whole life. And it's the same for every single one of us. And that day, Jesus came into my life, and everything changed. And I know that today, through all of the fun and the games and the turkey and the busyness of family, there are some of us here today who feel lost. And I know that tomorrow morning, after the month of the distraction of Christmas disappears in a flurry of wrapping paper and indigestion, that we go back to normal life. And maybe there are some of us here who are actually just dreading that. But today, I want to give you the opportunity to go back to a very different future, to be found by Jesus Christ, the good shepherd who loves you and who's come after you and wants to give you life and life in all its fullness, who came from heaven to save you, to give you a hope and a future. And so my last prop for this, for the sun, is a mirror. Not a very clean one, but it is a mirror. Because this story is about us. It's about you and it's about me. And Jesus is asking us today, how are we going to respond to him? What decision are we going to make? Because we're all lost and we all need to be found. We all need to be rescued. We've all gone our own way. And the truth is that Jesus will let us have our own way. And if we don't want him in this life, he won't force himself upon us forever. But Jesus, we are lost without Jesus. But, and we need to be saved. But the good news is, and we already know it, because it's the memory verses today, is what? <laughs> Came to seek and save the lost. Well done. Because you remembered it so well, everybody gets a chocolate coin. Even the grown-ups. Okay. But that means that Jesus came to seek and to save me and you and you and you and every other person who's alive today and who has ever lived and ever will live. And today you might have an amazing Christmas dinner and a whole load of fun this afternoon and games of articulate that don't end up in family arguments. You may have an amazing time. But it does not come close to the rejoicing and the party and the celebration that will erupt in heaven when one lost son or daughter comes home. And it pales in comparison to the feast and the celebration and the rejoicing that will happen one day when God comes to bring all of his children home. Praise God. So as I close now, I want to give us that opportunity to make that decision to follow Jesus, to be found by the good shepherd who loves us, to know and to put our lives in the hands of the God who thinks we're so valuable that he sent his only son to come and die for us. Who be, the one who became the son that was lost so that we could be found. Who gave his life and died for us on the cross so we could have a relationship with the living God and live in the plan and the purposes of our good heavenly father now and forever. So why don't we just close our eyes now and bow our heads. And I wonder... Just as we finish now, on this Christmas morning, on the 25th of December, 2017, what decision do you want to make today? In all of the busyness of turkey and trimmings, what decision are you going to make to the love that has come to you in Jesus Christ from your Father in heaven? And I said at the beginning, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to put up a hand. And if you're here this morning and you want to make that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, to start a relationship with him, to be found by the Good Shepherd then I would like to pray for you. And if you're here this morning and you want to make that decision, then I'm going to ask you to put up a hand. Now, it might be that actually you do know Jesus, but it feels like a very long time. And like me, those three and a half years ago, you want to make a prayer today. It's like, I want to come back to you. 
I don't know how to find you, even if I wanted to, but I want to be found by you. This morning, if you're here and you would like to make a decision to come back to Jesus, to turn back, to be found by the Good Shepherd, I'd just like to invite you to put up a hand now and I'll pray with you. Don't miss this opportunity. Amazing. I'm going to pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much that when we're celebrating and coming together at Christmas today, that we're celebrating the God who came to seek and save the lost, who came after us and gave everything for us so that we could have a hope and a future, so that we could have a life with you. Thank you, Lord, that you are the good shepherd who has come after us. And that outside, in your protection and in your love, we have everything that we need. And Lord, I pray that you would fill our hearts with the knowledge of your love again this Christmas day. And Lord, we pray for those, the millions of people in this country, Lord, that don't know your love, the ones that you're pursuing and going after. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would make us like you, like the good shepherd who seeks to save the lost, that you give us a passion, Father, to reach those who don't know you yet. And Father, I pray for everyone here on this Christmas day, that you'd bless their time together with their family and friends or whatever they're doing. And Lord, we lift up those who are working today in hospitals or emergency services or whatever they're doing. Lord Jesus, would you bless them in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.